have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way down top. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History title. Bang! Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. Here's Middleton. Giannis trailing the lob. Welcome back to The Playbook, a podcast all about the NBA and a part of the All Indie Sports Network. I would like to start off with a thanks to our title sponsor, Jack Brown Videography, the best wedding videographer in Louisville, Indianapolis, and beyond. As usual, I'm your host, Sal, joined by my co-host, Mark. Uh, Mark, how's it going? It's going great. How are you, Sal? Uh, Pretty good. Um, I'm really liking some of these series and how they're progressing. Uh, Right now, we don't have any uh, runaways uh, in the second round, which is nice. Um, and uh, I mean, as every, every uh, probably every NBA fan would like to see is a competitive series, all of them, you know. Um, Unless your team is in the series, that, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, would you like to start with the Bucks and Celtics series? Yeah, the Bucks Celtics series. Uh, game one happened mid-recording last time but uh game two and three have been like polarizingly different pictures especially in performances of the star players uh game two i mean one thing to, i have to just say right say right away is that al horford is uh, not underrated because everyone kind of knows where he's at but he's just so good uh I th- he was in foul like he had five finished the game with five fouls so he was kind of playing on the edge a little bit but he's so like the way that uh, Udoka's kind of tooled with him as a mess with him as a defender, and what's that? What that's allowed for Robert Williams is so big. But really, that game was kind of the show of the Celtics' uh, true big three, and uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and last but absolutely not least, uh, Grant Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grant, Grant Williams had a big, big. Uh, that was game two, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was like made like six threes or something like that. Uh play he out played way more than Robert Williams ended up playing in the end because he had he had it going and defensively he's become this really versatile defender, which is really what the Celtics hope for out of him. Uh when first bring put bring him onto the roster and he's developed really well. I mean their player development in Boston is insanely impressive. Uh Derek White didn't really have the best game too, but still like a huge pickup for them i can't remember what they got him for was it josh richardson that they got Derek white yeah from? yeah it was josh yeah richardson. it was josh richardson and something i'm pretty sure but might have been a pick uh, but probably but yeah i mean he's like no one really talked about him before he got traded to the celtics but really really good defensive player uh really helps with this team's just overall ability to defend and i mean the celtics contain like in game two especially really continue to look like potentially like an all-time level defensive team if they maintained it but then game three happened and i mean game three really was the Giannis show mm-hmm. as i'm sure the Giannis show know. and the opposite for tatum um, yeah tatum had like like stinker, for him for him stinker. specifically like an all like like an all career level bad playoff game yeah uh like that that was atrocious al went off again though Jalen brown played really well as well yeah, uh, but uh, from t- I mean, they're never they're really it's gonna take a lot for them to win a playoff game against the Bucks when Tatum's playing like that. But the fact that it was still only a two point win is really like 
really says a lot. And I mean, they did outscore the Bucks in the fourth by 11, I'm pretty sure. It was just that third quarter that they got absolutely smoked yeah. and then that cost them the game. Um, but really, Giannis is... I mean, like, there's no there's no need to beat around the bush. He is the best player in the NBA at this point. Yeah. Um, Currently playing or just... No, no, just like... in general. He's, he's okay. the, He is the best player okay. in the NBA. Uh, he's... Yeah. I mean, definitely currently playing, but mm. yeah, I, I can't say he's better than Katie and LeBron. I'm pretty comfortable saying that. Yep. But um, shoot, like one thing that is really worrying for the Bucks is the fact that they're like obviously the no Chris Middleton is a big concern, right? But Drew Holiday hasn't exactly stepped up in the way that they probably wanted him to offensively. I mean, sure he's jacking up way more shots, but he's not really making them at the best rate either um yeah that chris middleton miss is so is so huge and he's gone for the whole series right yeah um i just wanted to add did you see how that last um game ended with the bucks and celtics yeah that was that was so tight did you see that foul that was not called well i mean debatably not called on drew holiday well we don't need to we don't need to comment too much on because what you know, did or didn't happen, I mean, but uh, uh, Marcus Smart took that three, right? And yeah. I, I mean, like it was good defense by Drew. Like he he hit the ball first probably, but um, as the ball was being lifted for the shot, I think he got a little bit of Smart's arm at least. And I, I think even in Drew's facial expression, he kind of knew he fouled him, and uh, they didn't call it. Um, so that's well, kind of how the Bucks, at least hopefully got their win up too right but i mean that would have sent him to the line for three free throws but it didn't happen so um but just saying just pointing that out because you know it could have swayed the series in a totally different direction because uh, once you're up 2-1 i mean it's not like i mean you just have a higher odds and of winning and feel better as a team probably so well yeah but like i i mean i, I guess i suppose i suppose yeah but and that does that does suck, especially when. The, what have they released that the last two minute report yet on that game? I I'm I sure. don't I'm not, I'm not sure. sure. I'm not sure, but. Uh, what's his face? The fact like the fact that it was still so close with Tatum playing like that, really the Celtics can take quite a few positives from that. I mean, Giannis got mm-hmm. his own whatever. That's. Fairly inevitable. Like let's let's be honest here. That was good. Again, yeah. like this was gonna happen from Giannis at one point or another. Mm-hmm. Even though that is what we said about KD in the last series, and that never came, but um, I don't know. There's like this Celtics team is just so so like well put together and so like thoughtfully constructed. It's the, pretty much the exact opposite of the the two big hitters that aren't playing right now in their rosters, and LeBron and on uh, KD and how their rosters are put together. It's the, pretty yeah. much the exact opposite in terms of how well they're built. And mm. Yeah, the Celtics also have big-time star power, but I mean, you've got guys like Derek White, Grant Williams, in the somehow the Defensive Player of the Year, and Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, guys like that. Yeah, Grant Williams really has taken like, this huge step that, like, I mean, nobody expected because I was seeing that. I think I said this last episode, but, like, I swear people were calling him, like, even Celtics fans were calling him, like, the worst player in the NBA. 
but like which was probably a little extreme and now obviously but now he's got like i mean like you just look at him as a physical specimen and like he's like built like a (laughs) fire hydrant you know he's got that pj tucker type build and i mean it shows when he's guarding guys like i mean obviously you can't stop Giannis, but no like suppressing him as being like that guy is like it's possible to suppress him yeah well he's he's uh at least on the perimeter you know he's what Gershon Yabusale was, <laughs> was supposed to be, yeah. um, and just much better. Um, honestly, I can see a PJ Tucker type career panning out for him. That's Don't possible. Think doubt he accomplishes much more than that, but that's still a very solid. And P, by PJ Tucker, I mean PJ Tucker after he came back from Europe. So like, for the most part, I'm talking Rockets, Bucks, Heat, PJ Tucker, not whatever whatever was going on in his career before then but um yeah no that this series is like i honestly think hmm, uh, this is pretty bold Uh, it's not that bad but i'm i'm fair like huh i'm 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 still in the box i'm still i'm very confident in saying that if the celtics win this series they'll make it out of the east i think they'd beat the heat uh who i We'll talk about the Heat later, but I think the Heat. Uh, they, I think they'd beat the Heat or the 76ers, to be honest. The Bucks. I'm not sure if they beat the Heat though. Depend. It depends on Middleton's health. If Middleton comes back healthy, then I think the Bucks can win. But otherwise, I can't see it. But yeah, this is like. Part of me wishes this was deeper. Like that's like deeper in the playoffs. Like if this was a conference final series. Yeah, that'd be that the that'd atmosphere, the energy, it's bro. It's just different. It's just different. It'd be like, different. It'd be it's, different. It's not the same as a, like a second round series. It of never course. Is, for understandable reasons. But um, speaking of the Heat, that series is. Yeah, let's jump right into that. Um, uh, so I don't. We didn't get game one last time. And I just want to comment on game one quickly. At least I'm pretty sure I don't think we got game one. Yeah, we didn't. But, yeah, game one. Um, I know it looked bad. Like, I know it looked like a bit, like a, what was it? I think 14-point win for the Heat or something like that. Not the closest game in the world. But uh, I was, I'm, I'm more of a numbers person, as you know. Yes, you and are. And I was look, I was looking through the, looking through. There's this cool account on Twitter called, sh- like, it's called like shot quality or something along those lines, and it pretty much just measures the amount of points you can expect to sc- have scored based off of the shots you took. So they have their, they have their models for all that. There's no need to get too deep into it. I'm sure 99% of people do not care. But um, in short, based off the shots that the 76ers took in that game, they really like really if you played that exact same game another nine times so you had 10 total they probably would have won at least eight of those um and that was pretty much the story of that game they just couldn't make like george's niang i think he, he was, was like, zero oh, for seven or something yeah like and he yeah. was missing he missed All like four, he's been four bad, like really open yeah, looks that he's he been should bad. be making he's been um, bad. why the hell was deandre jordan starting yeah, that lasted how many? I don't even think he got more than ten minutes. No, he got he got seventeen like in game 17, one. Seventeen, seventeen in game one. Game yeah, two, and then he they got just thirteen on Paul Reed. Um, yeah, it, it's dumb. This guy it's dumb. should it's not be on a roster next year. There's like At he's got to be like the best, like someone's best friend to be even like have maybe. Seventy six. I mean, the only thing I can see from him next year going into free agency or whatever, 
maybe becomes like one of those player development coaches or whatever. Yeah. Uh, for teams with like a young big uh, group that they have. Um, but he's not exactly the most skilled. No, he big, can't. He so can't play. He can't who's, play who's right like now. Actually, who's he really teaching? I mean, his defense on the Clippers is pretty good, but yeah, but that was. A, it's, it's been a while. So yeah, that's been a, that was a while ago. But didn't he make like an? Was was it? He made all defensive. All, I think it was first. No, team. no. He, I think he made an. He made like he an, made an all, all NBA team. NBA. He made an all NBA yeah, team. Yeah, was it first team? I think it was first team. Yeah. Because it was something ridiculous. Like that was that was probably. One yeah, of, it was. Yeah, he's made three All-NBA teams, which is just... I mean, he was good. Like, at a time, DeAndre Jordan was good. He was good, yeah. Uh, I think the Clippers, like, were going to give him, like, some huge contract before he left. And then the Mavs thing. Wasn't there, like, that whole thing? Yeah, yeah, Going to the Mavs, and then... uh, Yeah, he was on the Knicks for a year, too. I totally forgot about that. The Knicks, and then the Mavs. Or it was Mavs-Knicks. No, no. It was part of this Chris House trade. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um... It's just so. Yeah, he was weird. All NBA first team in 2016, and then All NBA third team in 2015 and 2017. Wait, 15, 16? Like 15, Fif- 16? 15 and uh, no, that would be the 16. 16, 17. He was All NBA first team. No, 15, 16. He was first okay. team, and then tw- he didn't even make the All Star game 15. that year. Did he not? He did not. He ma- did. He make be... an All NBA team in 16, 17? Uh, he's made an All-NBA team in 2015, 2016, 2017. Okay, so at least 2017 he was an All-Star. Then. And then uh, he's been All-Defensive first team 2015, 2016. It's pretty cool. He's he's carved out a really good career. He has career a good career, himself. yeah. He is a good yeah, career. Yeah, but he just sucks now. Apparently yeah. his nickname is I mean, DeAndre typically you 3, regress. You regress. <laughs> That's a great nickname. That's a um, terrible nickname. You regress when you're a, a big guy like that with not a lot of skill per se, especially yeah. when you're aging. Huge um, motor, like totally rely on his motor, which is yeah. totally gone now, and athleticism, which is mm-hmm. has been gone. So really his NBA career, he should probably retire at this point. Go out yeah, but yeah. before you just are kind of forced out because no one else wants you. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I want to say, one other thing I want to say about this series, aside from like the obvious how Maxi is still like massively outperforming the level he should be at, uh, before we get to game three when Embiid came back, I think the Harden slander has got to stop, has got has at least got to slow down because I agree with you. really the numbers, okay, sure the numbers aren't the Houston numbers, and like I'm not gonna argue and say he's as good as he was in Houston because he isn't, uh, but he's also hasn't been in a role like this or like he has been like he was in houston um i don't think doc rivers necessarily gets the best out of him as well but i think just well i don't think i can see that harden's just presence on the court i mean obviously he's still like a huge magnet uh for defenses you have to game plan around harden real like regardless of how much you think his levels dropped he's still capable of like if you don't worry about him enough he'll probably drop like 35 on you um, yeah, for sure. So that and his like just presence frees up so much space for everyone else on the court, uh, especially Maxi. I mean, Maxi's probably the biggest beneficiary of it. Uh, Tobias Harris has actually maybe not stood out numbers wise the way others have, especially after Game One. But I think he's been really impressive. Um, yeah, I'd like th- to add to this because um, before we get into Embiid's like individual return uh, in Game Three. Um, I think that along with you saying that Harden slander needs to be stopped or slowed down or whatever, I think it's kind of like the narrative around Harden needs to be changed. Um, I mean, most people, uh, 
their fondest memories of Harden are obviously on the Rockets, like MVP, uh, leading the league in like. Did he lead the league in scoring? He led. I think he led the league in scoring for three years straight. Yeah, three years. Yeah. So, um, you know, superstar MVP. Uh, but now, obviously, like his like first step is obviously slowed down a lot, and he's like he's kind of changed as a as a player more like um as like kind of like of a playmaker but uh i think like the narrative of him being the mvp and what he is now obviously still like a great player right now but like people need to kind of lower their expectations from being that mvp superstar but he could still be a superstar but like don't expect him to be dropping 50 every night when his scoring has obviously taken a big step back um yeah, and, that hamstring injury. You know, yeah, it's it's that the hamstring. hamstring has been tough for him. Um, it's really and, he, sad. and he's still a threat. It's just like he's very heavily disrespected in the NBA right now. Um, Absolutely. Especially like I remember this rap the Raptors Sixers series. Like Raptors fans were already saying Fred VanVleet's better than Harden. I, I, it's, it's too funny to me. No, but, it's ridiculous. It's abs- <laughs> like it's it's it's, it's, it's funny. pretty stupid to be honest. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, sure. Okay, he's not. He's not Rockets Harden, the guy who had a three-year stretch of averaging like 35 about. But he's still one of the more dangerous players in the NBA. And you have to keep an eye out on him at all times. I mean, obviously the Heat do. Um, but one thing, more negative thing towards on players, which kind of hurts me to say because I'm a big fan of his, or at least I was, uh, Matisse Thibel, he cannot be getting minutes anymore. Like at like at this point, you you cannot play him because defensively he's still playing at the same level. That hasn't changed. I mean, his offense of the, is so. He, it's just his offense yeah. is just too terrible. It's bad to the point where his like elite defense just doesn't make up for it. Uh, his like inability to develop any sort of offensive game, even just a corner three, hasn't been talked about enough. Uh, it's a pretty similar situation to what people say about Ben Simmons and I know obviously you're going to talk about Ben Simmons more because he's the bigger star but I mean Matisse Thibel really offensively has not taken a single step forwards in his NBA career so far and he's been in the NBA in the NBA for long enough what this is his third year I'm pretty sure and I mean if anything he's kind of regressed especially as a three-point shooter um, but he's just not good enough defensively to cover up for it that, that's that's all there is to it yeah, and, and this this Sixers team needs all the offense they can get right now, mm-hmm. especially when you're playing a team like the Heat, who are like hard nosed defenders. Uh, I mean, sure, Matisse can play defense, but if you're not scoring on the Sixers, like you shouldn't be getting a lot of minutes. Honestly, that's how I kind of see it. Um, but let's talk about Embiid and how uh, I mean he comes back with a mask uh, and. Before this game even started, at the, in the morning of the game, uh, he was ruled as out. Um, but there was uh, there was a thing. I think it said he was questionable to return if his progression went to hundred uh, percent, like status or whatever. Uh, he did clear concussion protocols that morning, and then Embiid was doing everything he could to ramp up for the game. And eventually, he uh, was cleared to play. Um, and I think he had something like eighteen and twelve. Uh, similar stat line to that. Um, obviously, he's not 100%, um, but for the Sixers, it's just a huge, it's a big difference uh, with Embiid playing. Um, 
something that I noticed while watching this game uh, was uh, Harden's had a, a pretty o- rocky offensive performance for both the first two games, but uh, and this was due to the fact that, like in the Hawks Heat series, uh, the Heat defense would swarm Harden off of a screen with like three guys, and then force Harden to kick it out to. Uh, like Nyang or Furkan and you know Nyang's being like zero for seven in one game uh I mean it's it's rough he doesn't have many options to kick it out to I mean Tobias Harris that's like a threat that he could kick it out to but uh, other than that like you can live like the Heat are able to live with those shots from like Nyang and role players um but when Embiid was back uh and that was Harden being swarmed off of a screen from like Paul Reed or like DeAndre Jordan but when Embiid's coming uh to play with Harden and run their two-man game uh Embiid would come set the screen and they can't triple team Harden off that screen because when Embiid rolls or fades or whatever you need to be on Embiid so now Harden's getting a lot more uh possessions uh one-on-one with his defender and that's where he can thrive make plays and uh score which is uh even though Embiid individually is not having his 100 percent MVP kind of games, uh, it sure opens up everything and opens up the offense for the rest of the Sixers team. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty similar. Like it's kind of similar to what I was saying about Harden, just the mere presence and the effect that that has. Um, on Embiid, though, I have mixed feelings about his uh, the fact that he's playing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Maybe he passed the concussion protocol. But like you could see, like when he's like walking into the arena, he's like looking down. He like the light, the light. Yeah, he, the reception, he couldn't be like, on his phone for I think it was four days straight, something like that. Yeah, like someone said that he couldn't be on his phone for like that you, long. Like you don't just heal from that overnight. And I understand how why he wants to play. I mean, like I get it. He what I don't think he's ever made it past the second round, so he obviously wants that to change. I mean, he wants no. a championship. But um, I question whether it's really like whether he should be playing right now or not. And that's and whether he should be playing now or not. I mean, I don't think it is his decision, and it really shouldn't be. But um, yeah, I don't like. I don't know. This is pro like it'll probably come back. Like we'll probably re- recircle back to this conversation later, especially depending on how the series goes. Um, but Danny Green had a big game. Big game. I think it was twenty-one. Big game. Yeah, it's seven for nine from three. Like finally you get this guy that Danny Green, you know, he's he's been a playoff player at least for the Raptors and Spurs. I mean, he almost won the Finals MVP for the Spurs, but um, yeah, like he finally, you know, he's not going to shoot this bad all the time because he has made a career off being able to shoot and his offense and uh, yeah. defense underrated, but um, yeah, his offense and I mean he was he was bound to be able to shoot the ball uh, for this team. And he has he came through uh, on Embiid's return, so great for the Sixers. And if you can have Danny Green that's playing consistently, maybe not even this good, but just being able to knock down the three consistently, uh, that, that that'll be a big uh, factor to if they can somehow pull off the win in this series. Yeah, and I mean they dominated the Heat in this game really, like yeah, uh, especially in the fourth they really pulled away. I mean I think they outscored them by almost twenty points in the fourth quarter alone which was pretty like pretty big to see but the, to be fair the heat did not show up really aside from Jimmy Butler no one else on that team had even like a mildly good game i would say um 
yeah, so I wouldn't really count on this again. I mean, I'm still pretty confident in, like, the Heat in six at worst. Can't see this going in seven games. Yeah, um, I mean, I still think the Sixers make it competitive, but I, I don't think you can beat this Heat roster, especially the fact that they're at 100% health. Maybe if Embiid was playing 100%, which he won't be playing 100% because he's definitely he's getting surgery. He's not. I mean, we know this is a fact. He's not 100%. Um, but yeah, I, I still probably would take Heat in six or seven. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got to say about that series. I don't know about you, but uh, I'm ready to move on to the Warriors Grizzly series. If you are, yeah, this is. Per- I personally. Oh, man, it's pretty tough. To this is probably my least favorite series. Actually, no, this is definitely my least favorite series. And uh, part of that has to do with Jaws off-court antics, which are honestly getting pretty annoying. Annoying, very annoying. <laughs> like, I, I'm not I'm not the most active person online in general, but I still see this the stuff that he posts. Like, what was that long acronym he put? Like, I don't, I don't know what it meant, but uh, I know there was some profanity... In there apparently in the key to it uh, i don't know what it was I, but. I don't i don't i don't have a clue uh he's i mean like like he people what people call like katie like cupcake or something like that for like being soft and whatever the uh the acronym was g-o-m-d-a-y-s-b-a-w-k-b-l-y-f-f if you have an interpretation to that uh let us know in the comment section for this podcast graphic, whenever that comes out. Um, yeah, I have yeah. no clue what that means. Yeah. It makes, I mean, to be fair to him, game game two, was it? Uh, he was insane. Like, what, with that 47-point game was, in, like, now I don't think it was the as good as... The shots he was making was very, very I don't tough. Th- I don't think it was as, like, otherworldly as some other people are making it out to be. Mm-hmm. But it was, without a doubt, an insanely impressive game. Um, Dylan Brooks. What dirty, like, so dirty. Should be suspended for like the series at least. I don't know. I'm a. That I'm, I love Canadian game. NBA players. I support Canadian NBA players. You know, as as you of do. Of course we do. Dylan Brooks. I already didn't like him because I just didn't think he was good. But Dylan Brooks is so dirty. That that, that I don't know how that he's my least. He's my, he's my least. Kid. He's One he's my least Canadian. He's my least favorite Canadian. Now, ridiculous. No, that that was incredibly bad. And I mean the like the actual impact it had on Gary Payton, like fractured elbow. And that's a good player for the Warriors. Yeah, he's uh, well. I mean, hold on. Is a role player? Like, like he's 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 he's, 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 he's good. He's, he gets playoff minutes. Yeah, yeah, but th- th- like. Realistically, I think I'm fairly confident. That I mean, they totally can live without, without him, him, but but um, you still no, want like, your guys to be healthy if they need yeah, to. Yeah, what was like? What was the thought process? What was he thinking? I, I have I have no idea. Um, I mean, it took that mega performance from Jaw for the Grizzlies to only win by five. So, really, like, I'm still pretty set on this not actually being that competitive of a series regardless of the fact that it's currently 2-1 what um, about uh, the pool pool thing with uh, his oh, culture that, that was thing what was job. that that was game that was game three that was, that was the most recent game yeah yeah that was game yeah that was game three uh 
no, like, he wasn't tr- like what? Like yeah, he obviously like, he wasn't trying to yank his knee out. Yeah, like, what, what is so the thought? Stupid. Do you he really his like, knee like, or something on on defense? Like he was, he the ball he's was going for the ball. The ball loose. Like, do you <laughs> really think he's gonna just blatantly yank your knee so in the op- in like in view of thousands of cameras, like or hundreds of thousands of people probably watching the game? You really think he's just gonna go like try to just tear your kneecap out in in the middle of like an NBA game? Like, I I, I don't know. It looks like it feels like Ja isn't very confident in whether his team will win this series or not. And is looking for things to pin that on already. The Twitter fingers that he has is just annoying. Oh, I, I can't stand it. Uh, it's, 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 it's like making it's like me dislike him right it's, now. It's but... like he's like 13 years old. Yeah, but, um, he's definitely got the 13 year old mentality. Yeah, it's I, obviously an incredible basketball player. But I mean, to be fair, game three, I thought for portions of game three w- was more impressive than his his uh his game two. And in my opinion at least um but well uh game three i think kind of was really proof in the pudding like proof is in the pudding about how the warriors are just simply a much better team than this grizzlies team uh kuminga was the most recent one was game three right yeah kuminga yeah. clay thompson had a great game Kuminga had that. Uh, what was it? Most playoff points, most points in the playoff game by a teenager since Melo. He was good. I think, was it? He was um, good. Yeah, he was good. But I think he's also probably the luckiest rookie in the NBA. Aside, mm, no, I don't want to call Scotty Barnes lucky because uh, he's just incredible. But Kuminga is so, so just blatantly raw. Like I think raw is overused for uh, for certain prospects at times but i think it fits with kuminga perfectly i mean ending up in golden state at what was it the seventh pick is crazy that that could not have gone better for him because mm-hmm. steve kerr makes his job very simple especially on offense where he's still like i was i wasn't very high on coming in the first place i still am not um i think he's got potential to be a very very like a, a valuable piece to this warriors roster but He's so like. He doesn't actually. He de- it doesn't seem like he's capable of that many things, and Kerr and the whoever on the Warriors recognizes that, which is, which is their job. But um. And they put him in the perfect situation for him to be successful. Which yeah. is exactly what they're supposed I, to. Do. I liked um, him in the this, starting this, lineup for sure. This, this isn't a shot at anyone. Uh, but like that's just the reality of it, where he's not really that good yet. And, but the Warriors are still finding ways for him to be really effective, which is, I mean, kudos to whoever came He's up with that game plan. He's got potential in the system for sure. I mean, with, really, with the Warriors, it looks like everyone can thrive in the system, which is so Man, James, impressive. James Wiseman, yeah. they had a healthy. I don't think. Uh, I, I think. I don't think James Wiseman really improves this team during the series, also, during the regular season. I don't know. I think he's got still loads of potential. I don't know. Like, I think maybe, well, maybe in the future, but this season, like, maybe he could have won them, like, an extra game or two. Maybe. I was thinking to myself uh, on my on a walk, I think it was yesterday, uh, I remember there's all these things about the Pacers and the Warriors because they were one after the other. I think the Pacers had the 13th pick and the Warriors had the 14th pick to get Moody. But, um, I mean, initially, as a Pacers fan, you know, when they didn't pick Moody, I was really mad. 
But then all these things came out about the Warriors, like trying to trade Moody and another first-round pick or like a first and a second to get Chris Duarte uh, from the Pacers because obviously he's 24 years old and he's probably one of the more ready um, like scorers that there was in this draft. And I was thinking like, imagine if this Warriors team had Chris, even though he's not like insane player, like that'd be a nice player to have off your bench. And like, like he'd be a great playoff player for them. That's just a random thought that I had. Um, well, we'll never really it, we'll never know, know how that would have been. That would be so cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Because, I mean, you lose, like, Gary Payton. I mean, Gary Payton probably wouldn't have blossomed as much as he, I mean, the amount that he did this uh, Well, you would wonder what impact that would have had on someone like Jordan Poole, even. Yeah, Um, that's true. That's true. In in all reality, I think Chris Darte would have been the one that got screwed over. I don't know how much he would have really done. Um, I don't know. They it made it sound like the Warriors really wanted him. Like yeah, but if they wanted if they, him, they, that if they just badly, inserted Chris. Like I mean, you can't do this. Obviously, it's not possible. Yeah. But if you just inserted Chris in the lineup right now, man. I mean, who's he starting over? <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't start. I'd say. Well, who's he? Who's he like? Like, is he getting minutes over? I mean, I'm trying to think like. Like he's probably in that Otto Porter Jr. role. Like he's probably in that Otto Porter role, except Otto Porter is yeah. more of a wing. So. I don't even like, think he's I, getting I, like I, Gary Payton's I, minutes. Like maybe like Damian and, Lee, and like his yeah, that well, was like fifteen. He's taking minutes. he's taking like a backup guard role. I'd yeah, say. so I think for, it worked like, out better for Dorte. Though, but I think yeah. it worked out better for Dorte. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was cool to see Moody get a couple minutes after the game was after the game was pretty clearly over as well. But um, I, I like that Dylan Brooks that. I don't know. That was so. That was so dirty. I have no clue what what the what the thought process was. I mean, no, it sucks because Gary Payne's been like one of the more entertaining players to watch this season because of the way he, the, just the, simply the way he plays basketball for this on, on this Warriors roster. Um, and it just sucks to see him out. Like, yeah, and that he got one game suspension. Uh, do you think that should have been leveled higher? Uh, I think. I don't know. It's 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 hard to say because really like if Gary Payne didn't end up getting hurt, like let's say he just got up and was like maybe like went back to the locker room and then came back, we wouldn't be talking about it the same way. No, we wouldn't. Uh, which is which is something that uh, the NBA probably considered uh or whoever like whoever there hands out these suspensions, uh that's what they probably they probably considered that which uh, which is important. So I don't know how meant how long the suspension really should have been. One game, like if if Gary Payton was fine, we we wouldn't even be talking about whether one game was fair or not. Like we would have just kind of accepted it. Maybe you would have thought like maybe a second game, but it wouldn't really be worth discussing. But just the fact that he got hurt has kind of made it seem a lot worse than than it probably was. Um. I don't know. Anything more than like two games is probably a bit excessive. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I, I could agree with two games probably. Um, two games. He's a, he's a big piece to that Grizzlies team. Well, that doesn't matter. That that shouldn't that shouldn't go into the decision making. I guess how 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 good how good. Uh, yeah, he is but I mean, it would give the Warriors a big edge if he had him out for another game. Yeah, for sure. But I think I don't think they need that edge. This is. Jaws out for game it's four. It's the Warriors right? series. Yeah, he's out officially. Uh, so I think. I think that I think that's what that Warriors will go up three one, and I do not. Think and then that that series. Yeah, not much else to talk about for this series, even when it's done. Um, yeah. 
unless like someone goes crazy, Xavier Tillman has like 50 points. I don't know. Um, I don't know either. Let's jump into the last uh, series in the um, semi-conference finals. Is that what this round is called? Conference semi-finals. Com- okay. Just changed my word. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the Mavs-Sun series. Um, it's a 2-2 series right now. Am I correct? Yes, 2-2. Um, so I'm going to kind of talk about these last two games that I've been watching, uh, which were both Mavs wins. Um I'm like very impressed with uh, both Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, let's talk about the first game uh, of of the three of the two. Uh, so game three, Chris Paul's birthday, uh, and it was absolutely spoiled by um, Reggie Bullock. Uh, his defense on Chris Paul was like so aggressive, right off rip, and he would not let off the gas, um, and did not give Chris Paul any breathing room. Uh, he end Chris Paul ended the first half with. Uh, Seven turnovers. Uh, he didn't get one in the second half, but still seven turnovers is a lot for uh, Chris Paul. And he was dribbling the ball super loosely. And when Reggie Bullock was on him, it was hard for him to you know gather the ball. That's why he ended up with so many turnovers. Um, and Luka Doncic had a near triple-double, 26, 13, and 9. And uh, Jalen Brunson, uh, after the first two games in this series, I, I don't believe he was playing uh, quite to how he was playing against the Jazz, but he finally turned up and he had 28 points. But I think really the MVP of this game uh, was definitely Reggie Bullock, uh, just by being able to clamp up the guards of the Suns, especially Chris Paul. Um, and I really liked what I saw from him. Uh, did, did you watch this game? Yeah, uh, not not all of it, to be fair. Really, mostly just the second half, but... I mean, it's like it's like the second Chris Paul landed in Dallas, he just forgot how to play basketball, which is not something you would expect from a guy like Chris Paul. Um, I I don't like. I think you I think you got most of it to be fair. Um, one thing that one thing that like the Suns in the first two games especially they were really hunting Luka Doncic on every offense like yeah. every one of their offensive possessions, mm-hmm. and they've been. I mean, they didn't just stop trying to do that because why would they? But um, I think now I'm not going to go out of my way to call Luka like a starting to play like defense at a good level or anything like that. But I just think the general level of effort there has also improved. Hmm. Uh, it's still, I mean, the Suns will still continue to target that because that is probably the best course of action. But um, no, I think like I think he's improved there as well, which is something Jason Kidd said needed to happen in a press conference, I think, after game two. And it has. Um, but I, I don't know. Something, Something's amiss with Chris Paul. Um, I wouldn't worry game, too much about it, though. Game four was uh, also a bad game for game, Chris Paul. Game four was um, arguably worse. But this game, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith went absolutely crazy. Uh, playing good defense yes. the whole game. Great defense, must I say. And he had eight threes on eight for 11 shooting. Uh, which was nuts. Uh, all game, this guy had the green light, uh, like uh, dribble handoff from Jalen Brunson to Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, just trailing behind. It was just, it was butter every single time. He'd make his shots, uh, and it, it seemed like the Mavs couldn't miss as a whole. I was watching this game. Davis Bertans, I, I tuned into the game. Davis hits, I think, two threes in a row, uh, and, and this is a guy who was barely getting minutes for them, um, and he he came through this game. I think he had twelve points on four threes. But the Dallas uh, Dallas team as a whole had twenty three point makes. Um, and even though uh, Luka Doncic did shoot kind of rocky, which was like nine for twenty five, 
his impact was definitely there uh, for the shooters and really benefiting his his perimeter guys. Um, and guys like Maxi Kleba uh, we were able to cut in the basket, and Luca was there to find him. One possession that stands out to me particularly with Luca was uh, he was being double teamed in the fourth quarter, and he was being pushed to the corner, like almost out of bounds, and he just makes this crazy bullet pass straight to Kleba for the dunk. And it's super impressive. And uh, Mavs end up tying up the series. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm rooting for the Mavs just because I, I like how they play, uh, especially on offense. But, um, yeah, uh, any takeaways from this game for you? I think the most important thing that happened throughout this whole game uh, was 8 minutes and 52 seconds of a specific player's court time. Now, they were his only 8 minutes and 52 seconds, and uh, he is a New York Knicks legend. Oh, Frank Smokes was playing good defense. He was playing great defense. Well, okay, that is the only reason he's in the NBA. Booker, Um, Booker So I would hope that he's doing that. He was great. I would would hope he's doing that, but uh, it was nice to see Knicks legend Frank. (laughs) I was impressed by him. I was impressed by him. Frank Nilakina actually playing, which was cool. Uh, yeah. I don't know what really prompted that for Kid to start playing him, but I don't know. I just feel like he's playing. He's playing good I mean, defense. Like, and he, and yeah, he, he does his thing when he's when he like. And he made. Next, I think he made a three. So yeah, he went. He shot hundred percent from the field. And yeah, he made three. a three. Yeah. Yeah. So he he made his three. Uh, he managed to turn the ball over twice in nine, well, even nine minutes. Uh, impressive enough, I guess. Um, but yeah, Frank, Frank getting on court was my favorite part of this entire game. 100%. Oh, uh, I forgot to add, uh, on the sun side of things, Chris Paul did foul out at the start of the fourth quarter. Uh, another horrible stinker from Chris Paul. I don't know what's gotten into him, but he had five points, five rebounds and seven assists. Uh, and he, and he fouled out, uh, Jalen Brunson, uh, after being called too small by Devin Booker was absolutely bodying him and Chris Paul alike, uh, he went in and he was hunting Chris Paul uh, at the start of that fourth quarter to try and get him to foul out, um, and he was able to do that, uh, which is like it's, it's a very smart thing by him. But um, yeah, Chris Paul out of this game. Uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, Twitter notification about what just happened to Chris Paul, but about his like family and stuff. Uh, apparently, some fans are harassing his family after the game. After like today's game? Yeah. Like, I don't know if it was physical, but yeah. Was... Where did you see that? Uh, I think... Um... Was it Woj or Shams? I'll pull it up right here. Um... I had no idea. Honestly, I had no clue that that happened. Wow, that's... I mean, I assume it wasn't physical harassment. I feel like it's fairly safe to kind of guess that it was... Yeah, Chris Paul tweeted out, um, NBA wants to find players for saying stuff to the fans, but the fans can put their hands on our families. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, not good. Not good. Uh, not a good luck on the fans. And, um, yeah, that's really bad. That is... I don't think there's any footage of it or anything, which... Um, but, well... I mean, it's Chris Paul's word, so, I mean, obviously yeah, it the NBA is probably going to take Chris... And um, I'm sure inside the arena there's cameras yeah. that could have caught something. But, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, if that happened really bad really stupid i don't know what it would take at a basketball game to make any sort of physical confrontation worthwhile uh like i can't i can't even feasibly imagine what it would take for 
to have happen at a again a basketball game for me to put hands on someone else I'm there's like kind of unimaginable to me but um yeah he's he's kind of right though uh like fans can get away with way too much there's yeah. not Especially enough control put on the fans yeah there's there's <laughs> not enough put on like like there's not there's way too much going the fans have too much power and i understand it's hard for the nba to keep control of like well like twenty thousand people it's a lot yeah. easier for them to control the 15 on each roster yeah so so i get it i get the, i understand the difficulties of it but i think punishments need to be harsher for these fans that get caught doing this type of stuff um i mean arena security needs to clamp down on whatever's going on and i also get that it's hard because there aren't enough of them for twenty thousand people but um yeah i think i think more needs to be done if this type of stuff is really happening that's especially during the playoffs like arena security should be keeping an eye on players families that might be in the arena especially because you know when you got guys that are super uh big fans of their team especially when alcohol is involved you know um yeah but it can get a little out of control i I don't know like i i I don't know i'm not i'm not sure i think it should be the same at all times but no it's that's that's really bad that that is i had no idea that happened that is actually very bad uh hopefully everyone's all right i assume everyone is in the end yeah, but it happened a couple hours ago yeah really families probably should like i assume they were just sitting in like the arena with the rest of the fans probably not the best idea i know it kind of sucks for the family because they probably just want to be like a normal fan for some games but that's just not a realistic option for them i mean clearly enough because stuff like this happens because that's texas for you yeah um I, I think that's it for the playoffs do you have anything else to add no i think i think we got onto it i mean there's a bit of stuff that happened outside the playoffs uh robert covington that's getting, my boy get, get getting his money two-year two extension years. with the clippers so that give him a, a three-year contract then right now i have no idea i think that puts because he had one more year i believe under contract yeah because the clippers would retain all, basically all their guys so it has to be uh so now they have robert covington for three years um and after the playoff or the pl- no what was it just the end of the season when robert covington kind of turned it up uh tyloo i guess kind of saw the value of giving him minutes so and he's earned this deal which is good for the clippers i mean him on a healthy Clippers roster, which I really want to see. I just want to see a Me healthy too. Clippers roster going into next year's playoffs. It, we need to see some Kawhi Leonard, even though he's not a flashy player. Just need to see him. Yeah, see so it. that 12 years, 20, uh, 20, uh, sorry, two years, 24 million is pretty much the same contract that he was ha- had yeah, before. Yeah, I think he's getting like 14. He's getting about like, no, he's, he made this season, he would have he would have made just under 13. Oh, okay. So actually his contract was up, I guess whatever but um yeah it's pretty much the same deal that he's been making for really the last like four years at this point and it's a very fair contract yeah i like uh, it I like for what move. he is like he he's i mean he does his thing he does the minimum on offense he shoots some threes that's about it that's all you really need him to do uh defensively mega valuable like players like robert covington it's robert covington especially how quick he is too it's probably like he is probably the ultimate role player Mm -hmm. one of those Um, guys yeah 
and there's I see absolutely no issue with him paying that amount. I'm sure the Clippers were fairly fine paying him. And that especially contract. they're filling up their team with a lot of guys that can play multi-positional basketball. Yeah, uh, and play, kind of like, slide up. Like Robert Covington can play probably like he can guard I mean, three positions comfortably. Yeah, he can guard three positions comfortably. Um, and offensively, he's also like very versatile because all you really need to do in that offense uh, is shoot threes and, and he does that well stay open and he does that well and i mean he has a game where he gets like 45 points or whatever or no yeah well can't count like, on those yeah that's not gonna happen but can't again count on those for sure but but uh, no it's a very there's like good good for him good yeah good for the good clippers for good for him uh he's what this is probably his last like payday last, last big contract I'd say. uh he's probably gonna be 32 by the time next season starts i think or at least close to 32 so yeah that'll take him to about 34 might Probably just a one-year deal guy from that point on, but yeah, point, he got his, yeah. he got his money. He had a he start he came into the NBA kind of late. I think he only had his like first like big season at 24. So he's carved out a good career for himself. I mean, yeah, I remember when he was in Minnesota. I was like desperate for the Rockets to trade for him, and then they did, and it did not work out. Not his fault in the end. Not not at all. But uh. Yeah, everything. He, he was there apart. when Russ was there, right? Yeah, everything fell apart once he yeah, ended it was, up. It was Russell team. Westbrook. It wasn't during Chris Paul. Um, no, I really wanted him to be on the team with Chris Paul. Though. Chris I feel Ball, like if yeah. they had, I, my thought was that if they had Robert Covington in that Warrior series, like the Warrior series with Chris Paul, they would have won that series, regardless yeah. of whether Chris Paul stayed healthy or not. I think he was kind of the missing piece, which is very unfortunate because they got him just a couple years too late. Um. Another uh, Ben Simmons had his surgery, right? Yep. Posted his selfie of him smiling. Um, yeah. Just just before you say anything on it, uh, people commenting on whether he should have waited or not to gone like or like the fact that like like why didn't he get this surgery sooner? It's pretty dumb. Um, it's pretty obvious why he didn't get that surgery earlier because he was hoping that his teammates would last longer than four games in the playoffs. And uh, whether he would have been at the same level to play or not is like is another conversation. But him wait like obviously that surgery wasn't immediately necessary. Maybe in the end it was probably like well I mean it was obviously in his best interest if he ended up getting the surgery. But uh, it, like not all surgeries are required right away, and and some you can like even play through whatever the injury is i think it was something in his lower back i'm not sure something back related but yeah it's a pinched nerve or something like that yeah but him not getting the surgery right away makes total sense um because yeah I, he, I can see it you convinced me uh when we talked like, about this before yeah it like i don't i don't really and all the people like making fun of him and all that like are you are you not bored of it at this point I mean, it's been a year. <laughs> it's been a year. Like, like really, kind of. Um, it's it's really like, like grow up at some point. Yeah, ben yeah. Simmons has done nothing wrong. Like, if, like if players, okay, like you can get annoyed at like what he did on the the last time I mean, he was I on mean, the court. Sixers fans can. Sixers yeah. fans, like, yeah, you can like be upset with his on court actions or like his play, but like, really, like he hasn't done anything. Like he, like yeah, he sucked in that series. But players have bad series like all the time, and most of the time, no one comments on it. Like, sure, you're mad in the moment, but then within like a couple of weeks, it's practically forgotten. Uh, like I don't need to go too much into it because I've gone, I kind of ranted on a bit about it last time, I think. 
but really it's like move on he hasn't done yeah. anything to anyone he's just wants to get healthy he's probably ecstatic to be in a situation where he's going to be playing with katie and Kyrie, and um yeah no like i hope he comes back healthy i hope he comes back and shows what he's capable of because unlike most people i have never once lost confidence in how good of a player ben simmons is i still think he is either well, did i probably like like i still conf- comfortable saying he's a top three defender in the nba when he's healthy yeah. offensively i still think he provides a lot of value even if you don't want him shooting the ball mm-hmm. um i think he's really like one of the better players in transition in the whole league uh yeah. which is something that he gets no credit for uh, as a playmaker or as a finisher him uh, on his own and uh, i'm i sh- like i think him in brooklyn is when he's fully like in the team, fully healthy, his back problems are thinking fast. I think he's a huge difference maker for this he's team. He's gonna be utilized very well on this team. Yeah, um, very yeah. well. Yeah, and I don't want to finally like... get that big man that they're looking for. And well, big man is probably a bit of a stretch, but he's six ten. Yeah, but he's like like he's, he's probably a six like ten big five. body guy. They'll probably play him as like a small They'll ball. Play five him as the four like usually, probably, but yeah, I mean they'll probably but... still look for a center. But, the small um, ball five potential is there, which is really interesting. I'm, I'm just very excited for him to play. Yeah, I'm I'm happy for him, and hopefully fans can kind of move past it at some point. But honestly, I doubt it. Um, we have some coaching news. Uh, last episode, we'll start off with the Kings first. Um, last episode, if you didn't listen, uh, we talked about the Kings head coaching search and kind of dove pretty deep into that. Uh, but they ended up picking uh, Mike Brown, which was one of the guys we talked about, uh, which I really liked this pick for them. And he seemed like the consensus uh, good pick. There wasn't like any like really negative things that were pointed out about him. And uh, it seems like he could... Uh, I mean, he signed for a four-year deal with them. Uh, so it's, it's looking like they're going to keep him uh, long-term. And I, I think he'll probably fit the culture of these guys, especially that he is a, a winning winning-esque coach, I mean, assistant coach with the Warriors and kind of has a lot of guys on that Warriors team uh, that have vouched for him. Um, but, yeah, I think he's going to bring a nice brand of basketball to uh, Sacramento. Yeah, 100%. Um, and really, he only has one thing to do in Sacramento. And I'm sure, like, when they were laying out expectations for him, they probably gave him like a piece of paper with one line written on it. It was just like, please, like for the love of everything, just make the playoffs or at yeah, least the play-in. Playoffs. Like at least just make the play-in, and that's all they want from him probably. And one playoff appearance in four years is going to be enough to probably get him extended by this team. Uh, like if they can have, if they I have like a, just four... like a couple pieces away from getting there. I mean, that's what they. Have yeah, but how are they, they going to get those can, pieces? They have though. guys they can trade, like uh, Harrison, Harrison Barnes, Rashawn Holmes. Like what? Rashawn Holmes' value is quite well, literally it's, it's zero not, at this it's point. Nothing right now, but yeah, like I mean, it's maybe like, like you have money to maybe sign someone. Yeah, but who really wants to sign? Sacramento? I don't know. All it takes is like some just different role players, maybe switch it up because they've been running the same kind of team of like the same role players and stuff for quite a while now so i think the fox sabonis combo is fox just sabonis to fail, thing is kind of weird um i mean they seem pretty high on it but um you'd I hope mean, so obviously, obviously you would just... be uh davion's cool but uh aside from those weird three pick. guys i think they, they need to switch it up a, a lot 
and I'm sure they will. And, and I hope Mark will. Jackson yeah. gets a lot of a lot of control over what happens there. Uh, I hope that was kind of part of his like agreement to becoming coach, where it was like Mark Jackson. I want. I mean, sorry, Mark, Mark Jackson. No, <laughs> Mike, Mike Brown. Brown. Mike Brown. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that he that he said like, let me bring in my guys. Like you don't build the team for for me entirely. Like I get some pretty solid say in what happens. Um, but cool hire, honestly. It's interesting. It's gonna be cool to watch the next I like season. It. I like it. Yeah. Um, but uh, Lakers. There's a, a couple other teams. Yeah, Lakers. Yeah, Lake interviewed Terry Stotts, which is, gosh, that he that's how long's he been out of the? I think this was. I think like he hasn't been. Is out this of his the first year long. out? Or I think so. Year? First, like one or I two. think this was. Yeah, so he hasn't been. Uh, and he's not a bad coach, like per se, but he's it's not, not the best. He, like he's I, I not he's fixing like, your problems. Like he's, he's not going to be any he's better like than average, Vogel. He's like he's an average. No, no, no way, no way. I think he's gonna be worse than Vogel. Yeah, hundred percent. I, know, I don't even think no Vogel's chance. a bad coach. I think Vogel's a very good coach still. I think yeah. the players kind of just turned on him, yeah, uh, unfairly. For sure. But um, no, this is just, I, this just shows the level of dysfunction the Lakers are at at this point. If you're interviewing a guy like Terry Stotts, Terry Stotts, so oh, if they hire him, it's, it'll be funny. That's for sure. That's that's all I can really say about it. He kind of lots of stuff going on in Lakerland. That's yeah, not too much good stuff though. That's for Lakers, sure. Lakers off season is gonna be all eyes on them. That's for sure. Chaotic. Um, let's talk about a uh, a team that's kind of going with versatile with the guys that they're interviewing. Um, let's talk about the Hornets. Uh, now they've interviewed a few people. Uh, I think what was it? You, you wrote down six guys. Only um, really know much about a few of them though. Dan Tony. Uh, Kenny Atkinson are, I mean, former head coaches. Dan Tony, I feel like most people know Dan Tony, but like Darvin Ham, Sean Sweeney, Charles Lee, and David Vanterpool. It's hard to really say too much about them, at least for 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 my for myself. Um, assistant coaches. I like it's hard for me to comment too much on them, but Kenny Atkinson would be cool though. Kenny Atkinson would be cool. I'm a big Kenny Atkinson fan. I was his entire time he was in Brooklyn. Um. He's a warrior. I would be a very, now, right? I think so, but yeah. I would be a very big fan of that hire. The Dan Tony thing, though, I don't understand. Um, I thought like kind of what Borrego did last season. First of all, I just don't think Borrego should have been fired. Like I've said that before. I I'll didn't understand again. that one either. I, I didn't understand the firing either. I mean, it seemed once it got released that he was fired, it seemed like pretty like why like what was the need to do that i mean sure you had some people saying yay some people saying nay but it was just like what was the point in that really and who's available to replace him but uh d'antoni like if you want d'antoni you should have just kept borrego because what the hornets really did a lot of this season go crazy on the transition quick possessions on offense not what d'antoni does uh, exactly so and the, he, the same like inability to play defense or inability to set up a defense from exists for both coaches so uh, I don't really understand that if that happens maybe the just the level of experience Dan Tony has maybe that's what they think kind of got them in the playing games and Dan Tony could see them through that but I, I don't know it doesn't make too much sense to me uh, Kenny Atkinson would be cool though I'd be very happy if Kenny Atkinson got hired. I think he should be an NBA head coach right now. 
Um, I think he will be. Yeah, he will be. He, it's, pro it's really only a matter of time. I hope this is the team, though, with him. I think this, like, what? He was the coach of that uh, that playoff Brooklyn team, right? So, like, with D'Lo yeah, on that it. That team is a cool, it's very fun. That team is very fun to and watch. It gives, he, it gives kind of the same vibes as the Hornets team. Yeah, he'll right still, now. yeah, exactly. He'll Especially still have, with, like, the core they have, the young, the youngness yeah, that that team had. They, and I feel what, like the culture is pretty similar for the, both those teams as well. Yeah, he had like that team had from Jared eye. Allen on it, I think. They yeah, had, Jared Allen. Yeah. They had uh, you they got had Kai bench, Jones. They had the bench mob of you've like, got Spencer Dinwiddie. You've got Terry Rozier, star young point guards, Lamelo Ball. Now, to be fair, much better than D'Angelo Russell was, but D'Lo is great in that Nets. That, D'Lo was great in that Nets team, but yeah. I am very. I mean, Lamelo is going to be way better. Much but... better. Yeah, and um, he already is better. But yeah. I, I think that'd be cool. I really like Kenny Atkinson. He was like, when I was first getting, when I was not as into basketball, I really liked watching what he did on the Nets. Even when the Nets weren't that good. He he had a couple like fairly bad years, like in terms of records uh, in Brooklyn. And I still thought that they were a really interesting team to watch. I think Kenny Atkinson does a really good job. Um, not exactly too sure what he does. On the Warriors, is it right now? Like, I don't know the specifics of his role. He's just an assistant. Yeah, so. But I don't know what that entails. Yeah, that that could be a lot of stuff. But um, no, I I hope out of the candidates. I mean, I don't really know too much about most of them. I'm not gonna make stuff up. But out of the candidates, I hope he gets the job. Yeah, I like I'd like. Uh, I don't think they should go with the guy that's like kind of unproven. I think they should go with a guy that's more experienced. Yeah, I I agree. All right, uh, I think that's it that we've got today. Um, next week, uh, well, Sunday next week will be one day before the lottery. Um, so we might push it back a day, um, but uh, we'll, we'll kind of take cross that bridge as it comes. Um, but uh, for now, have a great rest of your morning, evening, or afternoon. Uh, thanks for listening to The Playbook, and we will catch you next week.